0: Welcome to the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology Podcast. I'm Aaron Van Dorn, speaking to you from the Lancet's New York office. In an era of effective but extremely costly treatments for hepatitis C infections, researchers are looking at ways of reducing reinfection rates among those most at risk. I spoke with Dr. Naveed Janjua, a senior scientist at the BC Center for Disease Control in Vancouver, British Columbia, about his study's findings. Dr. Janjua, could you give us a little background information on the clinical problem that you set out to investigate? For instance, what are the implications of reinfection? I will
1: start with hepatitis C infection. Most of hepatitis, new hepatitis C infection in developed countries occur in people who inject drugs. And about a quarter of these infections, people spontaneously clear these infections without any treatment, and rest go on and develop chronic hepatitis C infection. And the major problem is, After clearing these infections, either spontaneously or by treatment, does not provide immunity and people could get reinfected if they continue to engage in high-risk activities. And that is one of the major issues with hepatitis C, that it does not provide immunity and people remain at risk of reinfection. And this has very important implication in terms of controlling hepatitis C epidemic across the world. And there are two major things. For example, with the older interferon-based treatments, very few people who injected drugs were treated because of toxicity and concerns about uh, treatment adherence. With the new drugs, which are highly effective and well-tolerated, a lot of people are being expected to be treated who are injecting drugs and that opens up kind of opportunity for increasing the risk of reinfection if they continue to engage in sharing needles and high-risk injecting practices. That means we will treat these individuals and they will go on to get reinfected again. If we had treatments which were less expensive, that would not have been a major concern. You could have treated these people again and again. But the current scenario for hepatitis C treatments, especially in developed countries, is these drugs are very expensive and payers like insurance companies and government payers are reluctant to treat individuals who could potentially get reinfected. And that kind of adds another barrier in terms of treatment access to people who inject drugs, and if we have interventions that could reduce that risk of reinfection, that can expand treatment access to people who inject drugs, and then, of course, it could also help us realize World Health Organization's goal of hepatitis elimination by reducing reinfection and reducing overall Incidents and number of hepatitis C infections in the world.
0: How did you go about studying the problem, and what makes this particular study so unique?
1: For this study, we used a cohort that we have established here in British Columbia called BC Hepatitis Testers Cohort. So BC Hepatitis Testers Cohort includes all those individuals in British Columbia who were tested for hepatitis C since 1992, And testing in British Columbia is centralized at Provincial Public Health Laboratory. And testing results for these Hepatitis C tested individuals were linked with their other records on HIV testing, Hepatitis B, and their medical visits, their prescription drugs, hospitalizations, cancers, and mortality. And another unique feature in British Columbia is that all prescription drugs, whether they are prescribed or covered by public insurance or private insurance are recorded in a centralized database. And that allows you to track individuals' prescriptions. And and that was included in this study. And so we were able to assess um, treatment effectiveness and then uh, clearance related to treatment, hepatitis C treatment, and then also impact of opioid substitution therapy on hepatitis C reinfection. And these are two major unique features, centralized testing and centralized prescription database. There are very few jurisdictions in the world that have uh, this kind of database or this kind of opportunity to assemble these kind of cohorts, since it includes all individuals who were tested, so we were able to accumulate a very large cohort. So. This study is the largest study on hepatitis C reinfections in the world so far. And that's where we were able to assess hepatitis C incidence and various risk factors. And then we were able to assess impact of various interventions as well.
0: And what did you find in terms of incidence and risk factors for hepatitis C reinfection? How does this compare with other studies?
1: We found that overall 8% of individuals who cleared their infection got reinfected. And this kind of comes to about 1.27 per 100 persons. And when we use the less strict definition, which was used in some of the other studies, this comes to about 2.42 per 100 person years. When we compare with other studies, this most of the previous studies I would like to highlight are very small. And so there is a broader range of rate of reinfection, starting from zero to very high, like eight, 10 per 100 person years. And then these were restricted to either people who injected drugs or the men who had sex other men and then also some in prison settings. So they were very discrete populations and very small studies. So in this study, like we were able to accumulate large sample size and we were able to assess reinfection across these populations. When we compare it with relatively larger studies and the meta-analysis of smaller studies, these results are overall incidence rates are similar to other studies. When we look at the risk factors in terms of what was associated with or who were people at high risk of reinfection, we found that people who injected drugs or those who are co-infected with HIV And those who spontaneously cleared their primary infection were at higher risk of developing reinfection. So one thing that I would like to pick out here is spontaneous clearance. So we found that people who spontaneously cleared, they had higher reinfection risk compared to those who cleared their infection based on treatment. Why that is so? Because in older uh, interferon-based treatment era, PWIDs, or people who injected drugs, were not treated and only those people were treated who were able to tolerate drugs and were considered that they could be adherent to these drugs. So there's a very select group of people who were treated in interferon-based era. Spontaneously cleared group is a non-select group, and we found higher incidence rate among this group. And based on that, we expect that when we are expanding treatment access to people who inject drugs with new drugs, then we will see an increase in reinfection rate uh, compared to when we were treating these individuals uh, with interferon-based treatments. These were the major risk factors with respect to uh, hepatitis C reinfection.
0: And did you find that there were any preventative measures? In this study,
1: we were able to evaluate the role of opioid substitution therapy and mental health counseling. And why we selected these two interventions? Because most of PWIDs, or people who inject drugs, Either they are injecting opiates or stimulants, and opiates. For opiates, we have opiates replacement therapy like methadone or suboxone, and so that's what we assess: like whether people who were engaged with opiate substitution therapy, what is the impact of that engagement on their risk of reinfection? And then we also assess mental health counseling because uh, people who inject drugs. Usually they are homeless, and then they have other ongoing mental health conditions. So we assessed these two important interventions that were provided in real-life settings, and we found that opiate substitution therapy was associated with about 27% reduction in risk of hepatitis C reinfection, and mental health counseling was associated with about 29% reduction in risk of hepatitis C reinfection.
0: What are the implications for your findings for prevention and elimination of hepatitis C?
1: So there are multiple implications. First of all, this is a very large study and it provides us with the information on groups in which risk of reinfection is very high. And we found that people who inject drugs, uh, those who are co-infected with HIV, younger age group, and those who spontaneously cleared are at higher risk of reinfection. And especially at two groups, People who inject drugs and those who are co-infected with HIV were the people who were excluded from treatment previously, and now in our studies and other studies we are seeing that treatment is expanded to these two groups. So there is a potential for increase in reinfection, but the good news about treating these individuals is we also found that engagement in harm reduction services such as opiate substitution therapy, and providing mental health counseling could reduce their risk of reinfection. So what does that mean? So we could scale up treatment among these individuals if we complement the hepatitis C treatment or provide hepatitis C treatments in the settings where opiate substitution therapy is provided or it's accompanied with mental health counseling, we could reduce risk of reinfection, and that could lead us to the path toward hepatitis C elimination and once we are able to scale up treatment, then we will be able to realize goal of hepatitis C elimination. But I would like to highlight another point here. So we found that opiate substitution therapy and mental health counseling are effective in in terms of reducing hepatitis C reinfection risk, but the problem is in most countries harm reduction services and access to opiate substitution therapy is not optimal and coverage is very low. To have major impact on reinfection and overall hepatitis C incidence, we need to scale up these services for individuals who need them, like people who inject drugs. So that will be a work that needs to be done to reduce reinfection risk.
0: Beyond that, what are the next steps that need to be taken or studied?
1: There are multiple things. So this study and other smaller studies were done during interferon-based era. And as we are expecting, in new treatment era direct-acting antiviral agents, we expect to see some rise in uh, hepatitis C reinfection rate. So we need to assess that. And then we need to see if other type of drugs used beyond opioids, like stimulants and others, how they are associated with increasing risk of reinfection and what kind of interventions we could do in terms of reducing risk related to injecting stimulants and other drugs used for hepatitis C reinfection. I think these are two major areas that we need to assess